0: back with night news it is me se thomas with a special guest craig saint eagle or craig steagle as he likes to be called hey guys it's me craig steagle how are you guys so before you know what's up it's night news Okay, and we're here with Night News, the news you can use, don't abuse or you'll lose me, S.E. Thomas, new sleuth extraordinaire, and we're
1: here with Craig Stiegel. Hey everybody, Uh, you know, Mr. S.E., I just want to thank you again for letting me in today. I know we weren't on the best of terms, should I do the pitch now? Go for it. How many times have you... Sorry, let me read it again. How many times have you needed to hire someone and uh, you can't find the right person? But that's where ZipRecruiter comes in—the number one source for um, hiring people uh, all across the world for all kinds of jobs. Um, we have a story here of um, a guy called Usik uh, who is looking for a consultant on a you know architecture project, and they found him on ZipRecruiter. So that's pretty cool. So uh, use the offer code. Um, ziprecruiter that zip recruiter.com zip com to save $5 off your first purchase. And again, that code is zip recruiter.com. Now that is case sensitive and, uh, yeah. So check it out guys.
0: Now, a lot of people might get confused when they see the price of uploading a post, they'll see the regular price. Now, if you see that regular price, just know that's your price, right, and it usually is five dollars more than that.
1: well, it's complicated also, you know guys with the the dollar and the bitcoin is that you know the price is in euros, and after brexit mm. uh it it always looks like a lot more than it is, but rest assured, just charge it, and you know what a month later you look at your statement, you know you've already got a hundred people working for you, you don't care,
0: yeah. There, it's you're going to be a millionaire before you even spend a penny, yeah. and that's ZipRecruiter's motto. So ZipRecruiter, get Zip f- Zipruiter Zipruiter Zipruiterfilms dot Zapruderfilm. dot com. You're going to learn a lot. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, oh, Craig, yeah. we got I. You're from Vancouver, right? Uh, no,
1: I'm not actually at all okay I uh you know I'm kind of the I'm kind of a a nomad per se like mm-hmm. uh, I'm an ASMRtist. citizen of the wind yeah exactly so I usually go from village to village you know um, solving some of the problems they have there you know oh I need you to collect uh, 16 berries or uh, a local cave has been overrun with a wild boar <coughs> So, these are some things that I deal with, and, you know, I, I get, you know, through that, I get lots of things, like le- leather armor. Yeah. Uh, Anything enchanted? Short sword. No, no, the magic's not real, <clears throat> unfortunately. But, you know, if this were a video game, then sure, but, you know, this is my livelihood. And, unfortunately, um, a lot of the times w- when I send uh, my children letters in the post mm-hmm. from these, you know, townships, uh, they don't get them, uh, what I learned this Christmas.
0: <laughs> wow. Sounds like a rough Christmas for them, but I imagine you're doing quite well.
1: Well, you know, the daughter's at DeVry, and, uh, you know, it's been kind of a hit on the wallet there. The old college fund, uh, you know, went to the wayside somewhere between, you know, the first hobby or the first wife. You never know, right?
0: (sighs) No, and I get with DeVry. You go, you send your child there for criminal studies, and you think that they're going to become a forensic scientist. They think they're going to become... Uh, a surveillance guru, and it turns out they learned so much about the crimes they start doing them.
1: You know, who thought four semesters was seven years?
0: So, we've been super busy. There have been Vancouver elections up the yin yangs. We did elections for the council board, we did elections for the school boards, we did elections for mayor, and some of the mayor candidates I didn't like the look of their gib.
1: I've heard, you know, I read a couple things before I got here when I flew in. You know, I was obviously reading the uh, on-flight greeting material there, and I read a bit, a bit about your election referendum and uh, a couple things. You know, and yeah, it seems like a real doozy. Well,
0: things are moving and shaking. Like, even it's not just here though. Pot's legal now. That's what? marijuana cannabis marijuana cannabis is now legal cross-candidate so i've been taking a lot of days off work and these news stories don't stop so here i am trying to play
1: catch up how do you you know how do you deal with that when you know you know that the people working for you and the people bring you your news are tokers and jokers
0: well you suspect them when you hire them they have red eyes they have green fingernails and you, you can just see the Tweet crystals and dreadlocks their lips are just tanned from the pipe yeah. and i hear you you hire them thinking that they're going to get better and you want to give them some purpose to their life but it turns out it's just enabling them to buy more and so the next day the uh, two weeks after you know they get their first paycheck oh, yeah, I have diarrhea, Uh, I can't go into work. And then the next day, after the long weekend, (laughs) they show up, they have a one-hitter, and their fingernails are off. Like, they're smoking their fingernails. You know what I
1: say? One-hitter, you're a quitter. (laughs) Yeah, it only takes one hit to quit. You know, I used to, uh, well, actually, pretty recently, I just finished a... job there at this place called On The Run, which is half gas uh, station and uh, confectionery. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I was working there, um, this young boy came in, you know, he must have been, I don't know, just out of high school. And, you know, he's wearing a corn shirt, uh, hair down to his kneecaps. And uh, when he went to give me the change to buy his uh, Pep and Ched, there was a roach in there. (gasps) And God. not a cockroach, if you catch my drift.
0: All Canadians have become degenerates because of this new law passing. Like, yeah, you Sad. say you never smoked? Yeah, you never smoked well. It's illegal. Now that it's legal, you're just hitting the pipe in between sentences. You're hitting the pipe on coffee breaks. Mm-hmm. You pull, You have a gravity bong in your fucking coffee room. <laughs> like It's become the new water cooler. Actually, you've used the water cooler to make gravity bomb, which is even scarier. I've heard some... about
1: that at a couple um, offices.
0: You know? Yeah, it's like the Ministry of Health, Ministry of Education, Ministry of Transportation. It's just everywhere. It's rampant. But you're talking about cockroaches. Now, do you think that space is bad? Now, imagine this place. You're working in a factory that forces you to eat cockroaches. Mm, really? This Chinese company. I'm not going to say who because, you know, they make a lot of our stuff.
1: I can can narrow it down.
0: You can narrow it down, but they're under fire because they're making employees eat cockroaches. Three managers from a home of Zunyi, China, have been arrested for subjecting employees for extreme punishment, forcing them to eat cockroaches because they're not making their sales deadlines. They're saying, hey, yeah, I'm a sales exec. I can... I can get these steak knives. End of the month comes around. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, One, I didn't sell anything. Two, I broke the sales knives because I was using them to cut my sandwiches. Right. It turns out they were great steak really, knives. Really, you know,
1: really big in China.
0: What happens is, okay, what do you do? You got all these cockroaches in your house. Put the employees
1: to work. Put the bib on. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's time. Get yeah. in the high chair and... You know, here comes
0: airplane. I think it's more of a case where these management folks are just saying, "Hey, you're not getting paid this week, bro. here's a bunch of cockroaches that we just have around our computer phones, yep. our voice over i p and instead of telemarketing, you're cleaning up these cockroaches with your taste buds
1: i you know though to me it's it's a sign of what you know it's a it's a trend that we should follow, you know waste not want not. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're at work, you're a manager, you want to make the sales, you want to see your team do well, and there's millipedes all over the office. And, you know, what are you going to do? You have to work with what's given to you on your plate. That's the sign of a good manager. You take everything in your domain and you make it work. And do you, you don't... say, hey, you know, I know it's your first day, mm-hmm. but you didn't make the sale. Right. You know,
0: we eat our mistakes here. Which is something where I've always believed if you get caught playing centipede, you're going to be
1: eating some centipedes. That's right. You know, video games in the workplace, uh, you know, even on a lunch break, it's just a sign of a degenerate. You know,
0: to be honest, I'm so glad we're having this conversation to start off. We're starting off a good note, steagle.
1: I know. And I know, like I said. Our past has been rocky. You know, some mm-hmm. of the comments that I've seen that you've left on my uh, blogs and vlogs, you know, haven't been the best. Like I Well, said- I don't
0: care for you is the bottom line for it, but it's fine. We're professionals. We're working together. You come from different sources that my sources won't talk to and vice versa. And with that, right. we're actually getting the most diverse aggregates in the news game. Very true. And so obviously, yes, our, both of our producers have had to discuss this. We don't talk to each other outside of this meeting right now. I'm not even making eye contact with you're you. You're
1: sitting 16 feet away from me, and you're sitting in a chair that's much higher than mine.
0: It was the major improvements to the studio that we received, and they were contracted because I knew you were coming to town. But it it's all worth it. Like I have a high chair. I'm at least five five now, which is a huge boost to confidence. You're from Canada though. Like you may not be from Vancouver. Yeah,
1: yeah. I was born here.
0: You're born in Vancouver.
1: No, I was born in Canada.
0: Okay. So you were born in Medicine Hat, Saskatchewan. Yeah. Um. Uh, You've
1: done your research. I like that.
0: I just. Know this, I from looking at you. Medicine
1: Hat, home of the cronies.
0: I can tell by your voice. Yeah, you're from Regina or an area near there. Medicine Hat, it's a bit of a trek, but but you gotta have a lot of farms around there, right?
1: Oh, uh, lots, dozens.
0: So, anyways, this emu got in a love affair with his donkey. He's mm-hmm. a six foot emu. And usually they're very territorial, they hate other humans, they hate humans, they hate me. But it fell in love with this donkey, and I think it's a great sign of the
1: time of change we're currently living in. When one species loves another, you know, it really shows you. It's like, you know, mankind for millennia have uh, domesticated the wild horse Mm-hmm. And ridden it, um, you know, from the battles of uh Genghis Khan to the equestrian spectacle yeah. of modern sport.
0: Like, we've always tried to pit people to people against each other, animals to animals against each other. We built video games to simulate great
1: masses of
0: these different animals. Hundreds fight.
1: of mammals clashing at speeds Uh, You know, only a computer could deliver. But, that, you know, mankind has always been fascinated, like you said, with animal versus animal to the death.
0: Now, what's truly disgusting, obviously, that happens. I've seen it. But what's truly disgusting is, like, these two animals are getting along. Mm -hmm. And this farmer, you know, they wanted to make this an event. They tried to make it as a crowdfunding-type scenario. And so they ended up raising $150,000 so they could expand their ranch. Like, give these animals a honeymoon. They deserve...
1: Wait, sorry. This is just because the emu and the donkey get along?
0: Yeah, and so they got videos of that. They got pictures of it, put it on the internet, and they're like, hey, this couple
1: needs their own space, if you know what I mean. So... One of my earlier expeditions was to a, a pretty deep, uh, isolated area of Thailand uh, in, the, in the jungles there. And, Sex uh, tourism? No, no, no. So the reason I was there is yeah. what, what I was getting to, which was the orangutan boxing matches. Ooh! They would shave them and tattoo them with all kinds of, you know, uh, logos, Adidas. I've seen
0: orangutans in the zoos, the cheaper zoos.
1: No, these and are. And you
0: see them sometimes
1: with those tattoos still on them. Right, but they were, you know, enormous uh, beasts and, you know, they would box and, you know, that's fine because they're orangutan versus orangutan and that's okay, you know? But when you start to mix, you know, oh, a panther versus a meerkat.
0: Or, you know...
1: That's not a fair fight. A pigeon versus, you know, a skeleton. Yeah. Pigeon's going to (laughs) win. Or, you know, a pigeon versus a manticore. Yes. Not fair.
0: No, what I always come to see is the final fight. Manticore versus Baphomet. And that never gets played. They always say, oh, the manticore got sick. Oh, the Baphomet isn't real and then i just end up watching for three hours Mm -hmm. mouse versus falcon mouse versus owl mouse versus cobra mouse versus ocelot
1: beetle that you know the mouse versus hercules beetle yeah um do you know a place called uh tokyo wild wing no i've only
0: been to wild wing in wing street
1: no this is a lot different okay um but i remember i remember where i was you know uh when that happened, when I saw the Hercules beetle finally take down the mouse on his on his winning spree there, <laughs> it was amazing
0: usually, I always just bet for mouse, like mouse versus falcon, the mouse runs away default winner winner uh mouse versus snake mouse runs away again winner, new mouse end of the night, <laughs> rat infestation. I just right. kept on losing the rats and they just kept on sneaking through. I even brought a bag of seeds. They never came back. I brought a flute. Never came back. So, yeah, we've all been with animals quite a bit. Now, animals are interesting. People find them so interesting. They're like, hey, I want to become a doctor, but not for humans, where it's actually, like, useful. I'm going to become a vet. And this
1: vet... Right. Oh, you know what always gets me? Yeah. And this, this is something that's, you know, been going on for so long is... So many of these people, these heroes that he- were in Korea and Vietnam, mm-hmm. went on to help these animals. Did they? I, You know, it, it's something weird, you know? And, you know, if we look at the time right now, I mean, it, it just happened. But, you know, Remembrance Day was a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. And every time I'm there, you know, I think it, it's so great that these people served for their countries, uh, you know, died and fried for their countries. Mm-hmm. And now they're they're helping the smaller, the orangutans.
0: Now, do you think... Well, you're mentioning these orangutan battles that you went to Thailand Bout for. These bouts. Do you think that these vets, veterans, were... Going to these ordeals and realizing the injustices of these animals, and realizing, hey, I can't stop this. This is a huge economy. We used to have one
1: on staff. Mm -hmm. Um, There was one particular match, an infamous match, wherein uh, they put it. There was a large cage dropped around Mm. the ring. Um, One of the earliest, and one of the 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 creatures. Choke slammed the other one through the top of the cage, and it wasn't supposed to break. Oh, but it did. And in fact, that was actually the second throw. The first throw went straight through the announcer's table. Yeah, it was it was unbelievable.
0: I think that was Chimp Foley.
1: Yes, one of them uh, was Chimp Foley, mm-hmm. um, Monkey Kind. Oh, okay. Versus the Undertaker. Oh. Hell in a cell.
0: Now, that would be hell. Now, the one that I went to was very similar. They had a huge cage dropped down, but there was a hole in the center of the cage. Mm. And it had buckets of different animals that they were just pouring in. Mm. And they electrified the fence, and they called it Zootopia. Mm. And they just let these animals fry. Mm. Then they sold them afterwards, and they were delicious. Bob's your uncle. Kebabs, my uncle. Huh. Speaking of uncles, this Dutch man that I write about, oh. 69 years
1: old. You would say the sexiest age, right? That's right. It's supposed to be the age in which uh, men sexually peak. False. This guy thinks.
0: Mm. He thinks, oh, I just want to be 49. Now, this is pretty crazy because this guy... He is a television personality, Emil Rathenband. Mm-hmm. We love him here. He does great positivity guru type work. Mm-hmm. He's from Armheim, Holland. He's from the land of Niger windmills, lands. tulips, snow, free mushrooms and like Canada,
1: windmills and clogs.
0: Yeah, I whew, a long time since i put on my clogs but i keep them always
1: polished click my heels with a skip and a jump
0: so he said why don't i don't decide my own age i am young i'm virile i'm at this like you said peak of my sexual game i should be at least 20 years younger than i am took it to the court the court said why not so guess what He's now 20 years younger. That goes on his birth certificate. That goes on his driver's license. So imagine this. Repercussions of this guy's hubris. hmm He's going to die 20 years younger. He's never going
1: to make the Guinness Book of World Records. He's no. young and virile. He could have lived to 140. He's going to be the outlier in every single poll and scientific study. This guy got liver spots at 22. <sighs>
0: I guess that's breaking a record at some for some regard. Sure, but, but he's
1: skewing the data.
0: guess Book of World Records is something I keep up with religiously. Yeah. I have every Absolutely. hardcover hologrammed from 2001 to 2018. Ever since I got them on Scholastic, you know I've what?
1: been hooked. No, something I do is I, I get the, the PDFs now, mm. and that lets you search, Shady. and you can cross-reference. Yeah. You know, and, and you can you know, bold the text. <laughs> but that's not classy. I like the nice
0: hard bound. And I even get them afterwards. I have the special binder. He does an amazing job. He puts them on leather bound. He puts them, like, uh, spine covers so I can read them nice and easy. GBWR. Then the year. I have one final story for tonight. This is a heartbreaking story. Everyone loves animals. We were talking about them earlier today. And when you're a vet, you do circumcisions on animals every day. Yep. You're like, this dog's dick doesn't look right. Mm-mm. Carve it. Carve it up. And so after a number of years, he keeps on doing just that. Right. Carving up dicks, chopping them off. Spain cats. Right. And he realized, I need an adult circumcision. And so what happens from there? Okay, get a little bit chopped off, and it's like a haircut. Right. Oh, uh, maybe some more off the sides. Oh, maybe some more off the top. And by the time you know he just says, do you know what? I want a buzz cut.
1: When I go in... I always say the same thing. You know, I, I know the guy. I say just the tip. Mm-hmm. So speaking of new types of humans, mm-hmm. I think uh, I'd like to bring my story to the table here. Finally. Now, I know that a lot of people like to throw around the word bombshell news story. But um, let's just say I've got a bit of a bombshell news story. Now, this story comes to me from an informant who I've been speaking on and off with for the past five or six weeks. Um, he's a lad, a chap, if you will, from the UK, not a chav. No, he is a chap. He's a gentleman. And he's been speaking to me over the, you know, over, uh, you know, AOL, MSN, what you call it, AIM. Mm -hmm. And first of all, I'd like to, let's let's just start the story like this. He's from the year 2030. (laughs) That's
0: not the year we're living in.
1: Not yet. Not yet. But what if I told you that through his experiences, I can tell you what's going to happen in the next 15, 20 years? When you go online and you learn how to be a journalist, Mm -hmm. you know, you learn a lot about the pillars of, you know, who, what, where, how, when are they legit, right? When seems to be the key. Well, in this case, it's a little bit. Blurry, if you know what I mean. But I vetted him. You know, mm-hmm. this guy is good to go. Okay. Um, essentially, uh, he was... He, he's a bit younger than our typical informant. You know, he's 16. Mm. But he is uh, ruthlessly bullied in school. You know, these bullies do terrible things to him. Right. And he told me that one day he was at the, the loo, they call it. Uh, and he was approached by two very tall men almost identical in size in tuxedos at a school in that's right in the loo and they approached him and you know he assumed this is it you know i'm going to be uh, murdered but Mm -hmm. the two two men put their hand uh one on each shoulder and said you're coming with us you're going to be part of a government sanctioned time travel experiment um You know, you've gone through all of our tests. These bullies were hired by the government. They are paid, uh, you know, employees of the government. Uh, They were here to test you because we believe that since you were born, you have been a specimen uh, trained to go through these time travel experiments. And we're going to be taking you to Ireland, Mm. uh, where we're going to send you to the year 2030. Wow. Now that's a good, smart move on these
0: government employees get them while they're in school, they're at their lowest, after being bullied, they're in the wash, right. washing up their tears. Right. You, you put, know, put a sh- hand on their shoulder and say, hey, you're coming with us.
1: That's the thing, is, is what really got me about his story and how I knew it was true was the detail. You know, he told me these men had shaved heads, but, you know, something, you know, here he said, but they weren't completely shaved. Like, they weren't uh, straight razored. You could see some stubble growing in. And it's details like that, automatically you hear that and you go, he's telling the truth. Yeah. You know? So, what I'd like to do is propose a bit of a, a game with you. What I'm going to do is that we know that there's five things from the future. Okay. And I would like you to try and guess. I'm going to give you a hint about each one. Okay. So, let's start with number one. Who invades in 2028?
0: 2028. That's right. Okay. So, that's in 10 years from now. I would say who's going to, is it the country invades which country or a person invades which country?
1: I just, just answer. Let's see. Okay. Let's see where your, you know, where your head's hmm. at.
0: I would say Justin Trudeau
1: invades uh, Easter Island. Close. Easter Island is a good, you, you have half of the answer. Really? Uh, The answer is aliens. Okay. Uh, specifically the Kremulaks. Mm-hmm. Um, from the planet for Nobulax, will be landing in Antarctica. Close twenty billion of them will land there. Oh wow! And they will make their way to Easter Island. And here's the thing. Wow! Is through their research they knew that no one would go to Easter Island, so they were able to camp there for ten years. Huh. And you know what that means? Procreation. No, do the math. Ten. 2038? No. They're here now. They invade in 2038. This started this year. That's right. Right now, according to my sources, there are 20 billion aliens living at Easter Island. Procreating, eating. Now, Easter Island is a pretty small island. Correct. But... I never told you that these aliens are the size of a grain of rice.
0: That would be very easy to sneak by any Homeland Security. Exactly. You just have,
1: what, a five kilogram bag? One in every sock of every American. That's that's what I was told how the invasion starts. Yeah. Yeah. So moving on, I don't want to dwell on these for too long because I know it's a lot of hand to handle and I know listeners, you know, pull the car over, put on those emergency lights because we're, you know, we're not even halfway through here. Put on and, the hazards. and one thing I need you guys to know is we need to act now. Mm-hmm. You know, the future is in our hands. We have this information, and I hope to God that you do something before your head hits that pillow tonight. I wanna see you in the streets. I want to see you yelling from your rooftop. Because if we don't stop this, this is the future that we are going to live in. Your children, your granddaughters, uncles, aunts, and cousins.
0: Listeners, I know a lot of you listen to this while trying to fall asleep listening to the ASMR. Wake up. Get out of bed. Listen to what Craig has to say right now. I need
1: you to go to the bathroom and splash some cold water on your face. Because you are not sleeping tonight. This is a call of action alert. Call to action. So number two. And I hope that you, listener, have paused this. You've taken time to compose yourself. You've dressed in your finest clothes. You know, maybe you've ordered a megaphone from Amazon.com,
0: Loaded your inventory.
1: That's right. You've taken your vitamins and said your prayers. Because number two, I want you to tell me, whose granddaughter do you think will be president in 2030? 2030,
0: I would have to say
1: Will Smith's Willow Smith. Close. Martin Luther King's granddaughter. Oh. Will be the first woman president in the United States of America at the age of 24. So here's the thing, though. You know, that's not that's not too much of a bombshell. But my informant really wanted to bring back some kind of pop culture type stuff in a way. You know, okay. some, hey, you know, aliens, 20 billion ri- uh, rice-sized aliens are going to, you know, murder your friends and, you know, destroy everything you love. But mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, MLK's granddaughter is going to be present. Just, just to like, hey, you know, because by the time when she starts running, mm-hmm. you know, You'll see it and you'll go, oh, okay, you know, it's true, right? Obviously. It is two years after the aliens invade, but, you know. Listeners, if you
0: see any MLK relative running for office,
1: realize we're not alone on Earth. Check your shoes. Number three. There's a, a north and a south that are in a bit of a tussle right now. Can you name what country that is? America, North and South Dakota close north and south to korea ah they are going to have a war of nuclear scale but it is not world war 3 world war 3 is something completely different
0: now are we at the point of civilization where we're okay with using version numbers so is this going to be world war
1: 2.5 2.1 <gasps> oh by 2028, time travel technology will be shared around the world governments, such as the People's Republic of China and the People's Republic of Greenland.
0: As a Canadian, I feel very close to Greenland and Japan being on the West Coast. Right. So I feel as though this technology is going to come to us right around the same time. And I'm very excited.
1: I'm ready. You know, I have always thought about what's the first when time travel is you know widespread. What is the first thing that I'm gonna do? Uh, and I'm gonna uh, go back in time. And I want to see the movie Jeepers Creepers again for the first time. Oh, I just got an update from our informant here. He's told me number five that I gave you before, not true. New truth: flying cars are normal. That's great. I, I think he's reporting live, right? Just give me one sec here. Okay. No, no, no. He He's just, he, he's at home right now. He he just said, uh, I remembered that what I told you was number five before wasn't, it? it's actually flying cars are normal. That's all it says. Flying cars are normal. Are normal. You heard it here first. Interesting. Very interesting stuff. And you know what? Listener. Is that diesel or electric? Let's see. He's typing right now. Don't know. Mm. Okay. Well, I think uh, we'll have um, to leave his answers for for another episode. Here, I know that my train's on its way over. I'm going um, to give you
0: guys the benefit of the doubt. It's suspicious. That you guys don't know if it's diesel or electric or wind-powered, but, you know, uh, it seems like you're right with everything else. Let me just
1: type that. Benefit of the doubt. That's you. He has blocked me. Hmm.
0: With any sources, they come with a grain of rice size alien. That's... You know equals equals. He- is that what I hear? Uh, you sh- shouldn't be able to hear it. I've gotten uh new stealth copters. Hmm. They are silent. They sound like baby drones going through the night. Basically, swarm copters. They release nets. They string to my limbs and they fly me. But yes. This has been S.E. Thomas. This has been Night News. The News You Can Use. Okay. This has been Night News. The News You Can Use. I've had my special guest, Craig St. Eagle. He's had to dash out of the studio. He's got the last bus to catch. Happy he was here. Uh, Night News will be back on the air a bit more frequent, hopefully, so I can get more stories and deliver to what you need. S.E. Thomas signing off for Night News. See you later, game.